0: achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, this is Tracy Harrell. Again, we are continuing this amazing, amazing conversation. And I am here with Iona Mead and Barry Borton, as well as Miss Sarah Cross. And for those who may not have joined us, I'm gonna have each of you introduce yourselves again, tell us who you are, and where you are and we're gonna start with what is your idea of a mission, a vision of loving the journey while living the dream? Like, what does that mean to you and what advice would you share with someone on? So here's your name, here's where you are and this is what it means to me to do those things. So we'll start with Iona and then Barry and then Sarah.
1: Okay. So my name's Iona Maid, I live in the UK. And what does it mean to live my dreams and have a vision? So for me, I'm really connected to where I want to go, where I want to travel in life, meaning that I've had a lot of losses in my life. And it really gives you that perspective on, okay, how do I make, my life experience significant? How do I impact others? How do I have the best life for myself? So I looked at my life in terms of when it's my time up on this earthly plane, what do I want, what are the experiences and what's the value that I wanted to share? So for me, I wrote down a mission statement. I wrote down a vision statement and I wanted to really connect with that. And then I started to break it down and take it step by step. I reverse engineered that process because sometimes it can be re- a big a vision can be so big it can be overwhelming. So I broke it down, and that's what I do. That's what I do for a living. That's what I help other other people do to get clarity on their vision. So being really
0: super clear, writing it down, holding yourself accountable. Oh, I love that being clear of what your vision is, and basically deciding what do you want to do. Basically, what legacy do you want to live leave. Yes, I
1: love it. I love the it very. Well. Yeah. Say that again. Live it as well. We launch, lead, and leave our soul legacy. I say so. You, if you're going to leave a legacy, you've got to live that legacy. So, what mm. you're living now is your legacy. Mm, I love it.
0: And, and say the name of your organization again. It's the soul, it's called the Soul Legacy Academy. So, the yeah. soul legacy, legacy academy. I love that. I love that. And, and this is your. Handsome. What do you call him? Your soul partner?
1: Yes.
0: Is that the word that you use? Yes. <laughs> Barry, would you Barry. introduce yourself? Tell us where you are and tell us what, what does that mean to you? We're talking today about loving the journey of life and living the dream. What does that mean to you? How do you, how do you take hold of those principles excelling despite any obstacles?
2: Oh yes. So uh, my name Barry Borton. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, Living your life to the best you can, like have, having goals. Um, for me, it's it's just being as happy as you can be, and and spreading that happiness to, to throughout the world. Because um, I think, you know, f- the, the, when you have kids, the main thing you want when you have kids is you want them to be happy in life, And matter what it is. You want them to be happy and happy and healthy. Um, so. So, yeah, that, the bottom line is is to, is to, is to spread happiness and, and make people happy and, and laugh and enjoy life and not take it too seriously um, uh, and follow your beliefs and, and be brave. Um, uh, it's, and it's life, it's, it's a choice. Everything everything is a choice. It's really, really simple. This is what I've come to learn over the last three years of being with my Um, is you just have a choice, you know, you either, you either do, or you don't do it. You either let fear control you or you, or you, or or you make a choice and you just decide to go. And, and when you think about, when you really think about what matters and like, you know, like now talking, talking and I was scared of, um, you know, being, talking to people and all that, um. But really, when you think about it, what is there to be scared about? And, and you know, I, I love, um, I listen to Will Smith a lot and I love what the things that he says and about fear and about jumping out of an airplane and and, and everything up to up leading to that point of jumping, out, he was in fear. But then once he leapt out, he jumped out of the airplane, it, it was like, well, it, it just went and there's nothing actually to be fearful of. Um, so yeah, it's about, it's it's just about being brave and and going
0: for it. You know? I love it. I love being brave yeah. and going for it. I mean that I I think you could not have said that any better. I also like that you said it's a choice. You either do or you don't. I mean it's it's really not a complex <laughs> situation. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really not complex. I think the reason I, the reason I been, again I wrote this first book, "The Loving the Journey, Living the Dream." I wrote it like about three or four years ago, and and then I started this bigger than me. Uh, initiative, this mission. And it's like, you know, what I keep finding after a thousand interviews is we all basically have the same story. It's really not that complex,
3: yeah, right?
0: Not. It really isn't. These are choices we make. It's about being intentional and you either do it or you don't. I mean, you just broke it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Simple. It's just- pretty simple. I love it. Did you hear that? either do it or don't these are choices but i do think obviously life is more complex but i love the fact that that is very clear as far as the 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 what what do you need to do make a choice decide what you want to do choose happiness choose those things that that are going to make you happy and that are going to make others happy Mm -hmm. i Love it! I love it. I, I All think right, with
1: with sorry, I think with life, when you say it's complex, I've been through a lot of situations in my life, which I shared in the last segment, and I. I'm, I'm, I'm actually
0: going to have you. I'm going to have you do a whole repeat of what you've experienced yeah. because because, and, because I think that's important uh, for people to, to to feel and hear.
1: Yeah, to make it, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be complex. It is a choice, no matter
0: what you're faced with. You hear not, that? It doesn't. And when you hear her story, if you were, if you didn't join us for the first hour, when you hear Iona's story, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. This is really, you know, good to know that we really do have a choice. Loving the journey and living the dreams, living out your dreams. It really is a choice. So, Sarah, I'm gonna have you do an introduction as well. And again, you and I wrote in a book, and I'll let you talk a little bit about that. But who are you, and how do you summarize this concept of this idea? of loving the journey and living the dream, excelling in life no matter what obstacles you're faced with.
3: Yes, hi. It is lovely to be here, Tracy. And so my name is Sarah Cross. We co-authored a book called Ignite Happiness, um, a collection of amazing stories where everyone was on their own journey, is on their own journey to find out what happiness really means. And I think particularly for me in the last few years, that has meant a lot of personal growth, a lot of the journey to find out how I can be the best me, which was particularly since having children and thinking, you know, what kind of person do I want my children to grow up to be and that they need to learn through seeing me as that example know like nobody wants to listen to the lectures Uh, and i absolutely adored before when um we got to see Mm -hmm. um mia and iona like because to me that was just so beautiful like what her words said how she was inspired by her mother by her actions who she was as a person you know And, and that to me was just what i would love my daughter to say one day you know that is just like wow for me um So that whole journey of learning how we can, I think, inspire others through our actions um, of what we do and what we say and living our dream and figuring out what your dream is for you as an individual. My husband and I, um, he quit his job last year and we went traveling. And for a lot of people, that was a huge thing. You know, like, how can you do that? You know, you've got a mortgage or you've, your kids are in school or all these, like how how is that possible? You know, people wait till they're retired, but for us and for me in particular, it's always like, you know you don't know that you've got your health when you retire we don't know what's around the corner and you know so for us that was a big and and also i think propelled because of family illnesses that we thought were going to be severe and then you realized we hadn't spent enough time with people that mattered you know and that kind of sometimes you need that tipping point to make you realize you know as barry was saying make that choice of what is your dream that will help you on that propel you on that journey, to fulfill what is truly important to you.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that, Sarah. I'm going to give you a chance to uh, tell that story real quick—the one that you wrote about in in your book and how it changed you. Because what I, what I find is very interesting is you all. I'm going to go kind of backwards this time. But what I what I what I heard you all say is you all have children, and and the children in your life shaped how you wanted to live your life like having children was like okay now i gotta really take this thing seriously like now i have to i really have to you know behave in such a way that i want them to model like what do i want for them so that i must live that you you knew that that required you to live a different basically elevate your game <laughs> would you agree with that like life is like it's no longer you know practice this is the real deal you're now shaping the lives of, of other human beings and, and, I, and i love that i love that so much so what i want what, want to talk about real quick is sarah your journey and you have a really interesting journey um t- talk about that boat ride real quick give us a kind of quick summary version of that boat ride that you took and then how did that shape you and why was it important for you to do that and, and what did you learn as a result
3: yes so a couple of years ago we had this opportunity to take a small 10 meter boat that had no covers no galley no sleeping arrangements no kitchen no toilet from london across the channel and through the canals of france um, towards paris and when we were first given this idea i said this is just ridiculous i mean we can't do this we've got a four and a five year old child what if it rains what if they fall overboard you know they're all kind of motherly things that you'd normally come across and my husband was just like he's very laid back he was just like we'll be okay you know, he's like, it'll be OK if you think the sea's too rough, you'll just, you know, get on the big ferry, join us. And like he had an answer for everything. He was like, but this is an opportunity of a lifetime. And I knew it was. So, of course, we said yes, and, um, we did it. And but I think once we'd made that decision and you go into overdrive and and the thing that really so many we had so little in that journey you know we weren't surrounded by all the clutter of the house and all the lots of toys and I watched my little girls every day and they were so happy they were playing with ropes and making up games and they just didn't have any of the worries that I had you know they were super happy and there was this beautiful time as well because we were all together as a family and often my husband was away working hard so we had that connection and that relationship of being there but me watching my children and also me having to overcome a lot of fears on this journey you know of them and and also me I'd been a stay-at-home mum for a long time and you know just got into the mundane of things but I learned so much watching my children I was like this is what happiness is this is the simplicity of it and as adults We do have a lot more stresses and concerns, but just watching them, laughing in the moment, being present, it taught me that we do surround ourselves with so much clutter mentally, physically. And them being happy, they weren't scared, you know. Of obviously, we were organising where they were going to eat and, and everything. But everything did just sort itself out. We always found somewhere to stay. We always found enough food. We did figure it out. And I've actually just read uh, Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. And it's a great lesson in life that we can often tell ourselves these negative stories. Oh, that's not going to work. This is going to happen. And it's only when we try but we actually figure and um, and through those experiences, we grow stronger learning what we're truly capable of. And also this journey taught me so much more how to live in the present moment more, how to laugh more, how to see, literally like looking at my children, the example of what happiness looks like.
0: I love that. What I, What I love about that is it's just, so perfect that you conquered your fears you were just talking about fears Barry and 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 at the end of the day what did you say earlier it's a choice you either do it or you don't (laughs) right it's really it's no more complex than that and you could have regretted not doing it you didn't regret doing it and and most times I mean you know with these 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 truths that we know exist these age-old truths all these I've read like a thousand books and I read never really fiction, always nonfiction, you know, why, the what, you know, all the the classics. And, And there's so much consistency in what is said by the greats. Because it's, there's truth. when The truth is the truth, right? Like the truth kind of rises to the top. And what you guys are saying today really is so beautiful. And, and the reason I call this show Bigger Than Me, because it's so much bigger than me, it's really about each of your stories and the experiences that you've had and, and you being able to share that, you're, you're definitely going to connect with someone. Someone's going to watch this video as the books come out and we have the videos that are available. I mean, it's all on YouTube immediately, you know, but at the end of the day, it's really about not having any regrets in life. And Iona, when you and I were talking, I mean, I love everything that Sarah just said. There was such consistency. I saw your head nodding, and I yeah. saw, Barry, I saw your head nodding. I call that the A man corner. Like, when, when the heads are nodding like that, that's a southern man corner. You're like, yep, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then as you were speaking, I saw Sarah doing the same thing. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all just kind of like, yep, that's it. And you you guys are at the opposite ends of the world. We're all, you in the UK, you're in New Zealand, I'm here in Seattle, you know, and we, we you know, but we all have landed, different journeys in life, but we've all landed on the same truth, the same journey, la- how to love the journey of life and live out your dreams, excelling despite obstacles. And so so I, I want you to give us, for those who may not have watched the first uh, show that we did together, can you go ahead and share, if you don't mind, just a summary of your, the, the, the challenges that you've had to overcome and how that has actually motivated you to do exactly what both Barry and Sarah just shared about, you know, um, uh, figuring out like what are your priorities and and, and and living your best life, setting the right example for your children and for your grandchildren. Can you tell us about your experience and, and how that's changed you yeah, for the yes. better?
1: Yeah. Thank thank you, and and thank you, Sarah, for you know that compliment with me and Mia. It, it really does mean the world to me because we have been through that journey and it's it's brought us closer and so we were a team as a family and I I love the stories that you've just shared and being really present so thank you so um Tracy are you talking about when
0: I came to like my midlife like yes yes i mean there's just so much there honestly there's so much there it's almost like there's not one thing that you didn't experience i mean you you even told me more today than you did last night you mentioned the bankruptcy and the child i mean that's
1: a lot it is a lot so and and i love what sarah says is when you have those dreams it's like oh you know now i've got these obstacles or now my mind's trying to take me out so this really this kind of summarizes how my mind works and my approach to life now. So I like you know some of your audience, I I was coming up for 40. I'm now 47. So um I was like okay what do I do with my life? So my mum's mum lived till she was 101. So it was coming up for our 100th birthday. She was out in the Caribbean. So we flew out as a family to go and share that celebration. It's like, wow. And, you know, she was dancing on the dance floor. I say, you know, with a little bit of rum, it really inspired me because if you know anybody in the Caribbean, they're they're getting down and they're dancing and she's being really happy. And and, um, it made me think like, what if I live to hundred? I'm like now approaching what is said to be midlife is 40. So I had a spring in my step. I was like, well, I might have to hundred. Now, what do I do? If I live to hundred, how would I like to live my life? What have I done so far? This is supposed to be my midlife. Where am I going to go? What are my dreams? What would I like to be saying? Cause she was, my grandmother was actually on television and now we'll talk about the television story. She was on television telling her story, right? Coherent. So um, transpired that was in June. And in the September, I became a grandmother myself. So it really got quite real. Um, and my granddaughter was born and now I'm a grandmother. So I'm thinking like, what if I had my life over again? What would I do? What would I do differently? What do I wanna show her? Now I'm about legacy. So 10 days after my granddaughter was born, another perspective my dad passed and it's really suddenly um he went into the hospital like 5 p.m and we got a call to say he they said they was going to come out so 1 30 in the morning I get this call saying you need to get up here I was like what went up there family gathers around and um my nephew said we're all here now granddad you, you can go now and my grand my dad left and I was like at that moment I realized that we are a soul having a human experience and it touched me and I you it it touches you in a way that you can't describe but you just know that life will never look and feel the same again there was a presence that left and so it gave me a different perspective so I was talking about me living my life and I have my two children and what kind of dreams, how I wanted to do my business and get out there. And So I was doing what I called my 49 Soul Speaker Summit. Uh, It's about a year and a half later. And, um, you know, my granddaughter was born, it's about when she was one and a half. So I was doing my speaker summit and doing what I call joint vision partnerships, really putting my message out there, you know, really making an impact that I wanted to make. And I got a phone call mid that speaking uh, summit to say that my son had um an accident his girlfriend rang me I was actually on the phone in service at that time and she said he's had an accident he's been knocked off his motorbike so like I zoned out to be fair and she rang me back and she said I don't know he didn't make it he passed away on the roadside 12 days before his 20th birthday and um, it, it, the pain, the processing, the understanding, I rang my mom because that's the first person that you want to ring, right? And she couldn't understand me. So she caught his cord, she saw him being birthed. It's a real massive impact in our family. And that, when he had his service, his, his funeral, and everybody gathered around, my friends, my family, his friends, his, he made a massive impact in this world with his friends, people like you were like my brother. I remember people writing notes. I realized the impact that he had made. And that for me was like my day, you know? It made me see life differently. So I took seven weeks out of my business and I came back bigger, badder, stronger, dedicating my work to my son. That, when you have those dreams, even when you have obstacles my son would have been in the business so we didn't use that as an excuse to go down I was showing my daughter and his daughter she was one she's now seven how to live life intentionally and how to go after your dreams no matter what so when we say you do what you don't it's crumble or you rise and that's what we're at that's where we're at and Barry's been an amazing support along the journey and it's five years for me and every day people say you're really strong and I'm going I'm called I'm called.
0: and I love that I love when you say you're called because I feel like I was called to do this show bigger than me and it came out of trials that I experienced and it was like wow this is so much bigger than me like I have to I have to do this work. I never worry about it. I never concern i mean here I am talking to people from around the world, literally. Um, and, and, and I produce the show as well as host the show. And I, and, you know, and I bring the content together. So I was like, uh, I need to have y'all on the show this Sunday. So we kind of move some things around because this was a conversation that's going to help someone who's watching us, who's going to watch this and, and, and really take a new look at their life because you only get one, yes. you know, yeah. the, there's, there's, there's one journey here. There's, there's not, there's not practice. It is the, it is the, it is the, the yes. What were you going to say? Trey, I wanted to say
1: that, you know, for anyone that's watching, when you think, oh, you know, my dreams and my obstacles, I, I don't take it lightly, um, but we met in um, a boot camp called Beyond TV. So my grandmother was on TV, right? Yes. And I had no. I, I didn't know that that was going to be part of the mission. So I really wanted to go bigger and play full out. So we were in this challenge on um, called Be Seen on TV. That's part of my mission. I wanted to get out there, be on the YouTube. And we. I watched your video, which you wouldn't have known, and you watched my video. So the, the way of showing up and going after your dreams and investing in your dreams, because we put down money and invested in our dreams. Tracy and I only connected. I saw your message less than 24 hours ago. So when you have a dream and you get a call, 2 a.m. is now 10 p.m. for me in the UK. When you get that call and you've got a dream, you know when people are aligned to support your dream. We wanted to be here. This is part of our journey. And thank, thank you for giving us this opportunity. So our dreams and our vision then became aligned. And when you have that dream and you're able to share it, It makes it even
0: more powerful. So let's talk really quick about um, that alignment, because again, that's why Sarah's on the show as well, because we wrote a book together, but you just mentioned Be On TV. So Chris Whitfield and Jen Gottlieb, Mm -hmm. we both had this shared experience with really what I would consider um, motivators extraordinaire. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty motivated person. You're on a soul mission. I'm on a divine, you know, I'm in the divine, on a divine purpose, right? We're all like, so, but they like took us up. Did you feel even more excited? Like, yes, this message, not only am I doing what I should be doing, but I am doing what I should be doing. And now it needs to get out to the entire world. I would never be doing a Facebook live right now. I never would, I don't know who's gonna watch it. I have no idea. But all I know is I've been doing YouTube for a while, but I've honestly been doing it safe. <laughs> yes. yes. I've been doing a live YouTube show, but I haven't really been advertising it. Like I'm collecting all these great videos for the book. And so the safe thing for me to do is to not do a Facebook Live. The safe thing is, I mean, I know there's, you know, there's a YouTube Live, but I've not advertised it because it it, it wasn't, I wasn't ready, the, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, right? I, I didn't, and I don't consider myself a shrinking Shot. wallflower clearly i know that i'm on a mission but there was something um there was some something yeah. blocking me from going live from being all in from being and, and what they did with this be on tv boot camp it wasn't just about being on tv it was a reassessment of your values it was a re, it was almost like like what you said when your father died your grandmother was 100 you had a grandchild you lost your son All those things made you reevaluate to decide, wait, this is, I get one chance at this thing. It's not practice. This is the real deal. And I need to, I need to level up. I need to show up and show out every time. And that's actually what I'm doing right now. So for my Facebook live people, hello, right? For my, for my YouTube live audience, thank you. For those who are going to be watching this afterwards, thank you. But To Jen Gottlieb and to Chris Whitfield, did I get that right? yeah they hit it. they're amazing i feel like we're family and are you going on into bsa their new be scene accelerator
1: not this time around because i'm doing something like you
0: are with the youtube and the book series oh, okay or,
1: perfect and
0: podcasts but and i never let's talk, let's talk about bts be seen on tv though like what would you what would you tell someone who might be thinking about be seen on tv it was like 55 five dollar investment i don't know yeah. what it was there yeah in, it, in the same yeah, it was the same. So for me,
1: I wanted, I have my mission and I have that voice and I speak and I I do interviews and I... But the TV piece, I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about that bit. They modeled... When I saw it, it came across, it was a Facebook ad. They had their dream and they were living out theirs and they knew who they wanted to attract into that. People that were playing full out, everybody right. showed up in there. Like, it was just amazing. Whether... You just didn't have an excuse but to tell your story, tell your vision, and just get on with it. So when you reached out <laughs> to me, get I'm on like, with it. well, so they modeled it. Their energy was so high. That is somebody, they are a couple, they're a couple that were going after their dream. And they said they had, um, not obstacles, but I, I suppose they would have with the challenge, but it got better and better in the boot camp, and they just did it, and right. it was a fourth Kind of generation the 4.0 version of it right and it was just so even if you don't get it perfect the first time you still keep going on the, because look out of theirs this is being birthed i love it
0: uh, you I know three things th- three things you just said they, which is what they said to me because i'm like i don't know facebook i i i don't know <laughs> facebook i don't do it well all you gotta do is press the button it's i'm live now may not yeah. be perfect that was the thing that they said it may not be perfect who cares mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you say, Barry? It's a choice. You either do or you don't. <laughs> Get sure. to it. Activate <laughs> immediately. So that's what I'm doing. Every time I do YouTube Live, because I'm, I'm safe. I got I have Nathan in the, in the studio there. So he kind of coddles me to make sure nothing kind of blows up on <laughs> YouTube Live. So he's there. He's my safety net. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like... Uh, just go Facebook Live, just do the thing, just, you know, lead the life. And so the one big initiative that I'm leading, we're going to talk about racial equity and inclusion, right? So that's a, that's a conversation. That's where I have my areas of expertise. I worked 25 years in corporate America, eight years at IBM, 14 years at Disney, and five years at Microsoft. And right now in the U.S., and you, you're in the U.K. and you're in New Zealand, so it's a little bit different. But I like the fact that inclusion is inclusion no matter where you are. And so the book that we're writing, it's called Ignite Inclusion. It's going to be a compilation book as well. We have all these amazing faces and voices that are telling their stories, right? And so racial equity and inclusion in the U.S. is a very unique situation based on historical context. So there's a third of the book will be raised, based on racial equity and inclusion, achieving the positive stories around here's what we know to be true and here's how we can move forward. And some beautiful stories that really activate here's what we know to be true. Here's also solutions. Here's how we can move forward. The whole center midpoint of the book is around inclusion in general, right? Whether you're in the U.S., whether, wherever you are, whether it's uh, youth, who, you know, the number one method of death for youth is suicide, often because they don't feel included. So we're gonna make sure there's youth stories, mental health providers, whether you're um, in the gay, G, um, what is it? The gay GLB, thank you, help me somebody, gay, Mm -hmm. lesbian. Okay. L-E-A-B-T-Q. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, Nate is my safety. Help me out. What are the letters? So, whether you are and I have family members that that you know, I'm an ally in that space. I don't consider myself an expert. So, would I feel comfortable being someone who leans into that conversation? Yeah. Just because I all I know is I want equal rights for all I want inclusion for all right so this book is about inclusion for all whether you're a man who's worked with women or a woman who's worked in the field of men or an introvert on a team of extroverts like inclusion matters whether you're just someone who you know was bullied at school we want to make sure that we have a conversation around inclusion and then we're also we know we have I've done tons of research so there's gonna be a third of the book maybe about actually maybe 15% 15% or so, that basically has the the research, because the research is there, Like I don't need to put a whole lot in, in about the research, but I do want to make sure the concepts are being defined. So this is also based on positive psychology, because in order to really have conversations around racial equity and inclusion, it must be a positive conversation. No one wants to hear, you know, any negative energy, because you can't grow when there's that, that environment. So there's four principles that we're building this initiative on positive psychology, adaptive leadership, which is about creating a safe space for everyone to learn and grow. This concept of self-directed learning, which is really, we all have to want to move forward on our own, at our own pace based on where we are. And then the concept of growth mindset, which is really about learning and growing and, and knowing that it's in the doing. And it doesn't matter if you're making a mistake, you're just gonna do it again and make it better the next time, right? So that's really the four principles for this initiative. And so I have you on a couple that's in the UK, a black female, Who's in a, a, a sole relationship with a white male, and we talked about, you know, what does equity and inclusion mean to you? I asked you if you'd ever had an experience, and I love the story that you told. Um, I'm going to have Barry actually tell us the story <laughs> about equity and inclusion. Like, have you? What was that experience for you? I asked if you, if you have an, uh, any challenges achieving racial equity and inclusion in the UK.
2: Yes, so. I grew up in London, um, and I moved out when I was 12. So um, in London, um, I went to school, where it was all mixed and that was all I knew. <clears throat> and um, it was only when I met Iona, about three years ago that I'd ever experienced anything to do with uh, racial or anything. And, and that was when we went on a holiday to Malta, um, a little, multi, little island in the Mediterranean. And um, we went to the capital city, uh, Valletta, and um, we was approached by a, a policeman, and um, I only, we didn't know it at the time but the, he was wearing like a vest, weren't you? But you're not supposed to have your shoulders showing, so like you know have to wear a t-shirt or whatever. And but he, he, he was quite rude to you, wasn't he? Didn't, he wasn't very polite. He was quite blunt. Um, and then after that, and then and I didn't know at the time, but you said you know that was because he was black, and, and I, I, I was like I. Yeah, and then we went into a shop literally straight after he we went to a shop and look around. Um, and I, I, then did notice the, the people in the shop shopkeepers watching you looking at you. Um, and, and then we came out and, and you said, you said, it, didn't <laughs> yeah. you Like, know, Yeah, I did see that. Um, and so I, 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 cause I'm, I'm half Maltese myself. So I felt quite embarrassed because you know, that's half my, com- part of my country, like <laughs> me, um, and and we walked a bit further on. There's a big square uh, in in the middle of the letter, and uh, and I wanted you to feel like, well, I wanted you to not, I wanted you to feel special. I didn't want you to feel all those feelings of being separated, all because there was no, it, it, obviously there's no need for it. It's, so I, I picked you up, didn't I, and and held you tight and covered you and swung you around, and yeah, I just wanted you to know that. You know to feel special and to not 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 be made to feel a certain way for no reason yeah.
1: um, he picked me up and swung yeah. me around i didn't know words there was just no words i knew yeah.
0: so that so so what i love about that is you told me this story and every time i hear it i'm just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hold, hold, please. <laughs> Give me a moment as I, right? Because what that what that was is, I mean, this idea of igniting inclusion, that's the name of the book. And I'm writing it with J.B. Owen, who has this entire Ignite series. Again, Sarah and I wrote in Ignite Happiness. There's Ignite Inner Spirit, which you're writing in Ignite Possibilities. And now we're writing a, a book called Ignite Inclusion, right? And it's gonna be a little different, um, but it really all about stories. And that's one of the stories that we gotta tell because what he did is he saw something and he took action he took courageous action in the moment and how, how did that make you feel did that just yeah you I, another level? I, I did
1: because that was quite early on in our relationship and it surprised me that he was not aware at first and it surprised me that that was the experience that i had so mm-hmm. it was i've had it before but it was it was really significant because you're on holiday and you're happy And then when he picked me up and just literally just swung me around, like literally just swung me round and round, like you'd celebrate, like you just won the lottery. Like this is my and this is my woman. Yes, and and no words were needed, and I I did feel special. I I did feel like it made me sad to know that he would have to do that. Do you know it feel like he'd have to do that because then there's that divide and that awareness because we don't have that. And you've seen you know if you've seen the other segment the first segment we have a blended family my my children are mixed you know what i mean and so it it it, it, it is there we are aware and it is what you do with it and that action that you do take so yeah that, my, that was... my, my,
2: my biggest value is, is kindness and is being yes. kind to each
1: other and obviously that
2: wasn't, that that wasn't kind that wasn't <laughs> nice so mm. yeah i just wanted to make you yeah. know True. that it wasn't right and
0: and, and what I love about that, Sarah has some, said some interesting things in the past about this equity and inclusion initiative, especially being, you know, she's in New Zealand, again, not having the same experience that, that we have here in the U.S. But what I love about this is awareness is critical. Every time we have a session, and we actually have a session coming up on 1029, I'd love for you guys to come and actually tell that story. If not, we're going to play this little clip, but I'd love for you guys to tell that story Um be a little later in your day so maybe I'll play the video because <laughs> it's like, it's like now that I think about it it's 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. that'll be really late for you so we'll share this part of this clip because yeah. what, I, what I love about it is this concept of awareness is so important because I think there are still people who aren't aware that there is some people have a different experience and I think in the awareness if you guys you know Brene Brown right,
1: right. when yeah. she talks yeah. about
0: so I, I play videos of Brene Brene Brown when she talks about stories we own we get to write the ending. And stories we don't own, own us. And so when I talk about racial equity and inclusion in business and systems, first of all, I have some expertise in how do you change systems, right? Lovingly, how do you change systems? And I'm focused on racial equity and inclusion in business, education, wealth, and health. And when I talk to Miss Sarah, I know one of the things that, I, that we talked about is this concept of awareness and the importance of telling your story. So why, I mean, you, 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 you've written in uh, Ignite, Ignite Books, with your compilation books, and now you're writing your own book. So what would you share about the importance of telling your story? Why is it so important that we tell our stories?
3: Yeah, it is so important, Tracy. And I think to listen, to have compassion for where other people come from and to try and understand that. And I was just heard the other day, actually, about how children are born with that idea of inclusion you know you see children and they will play with anybody it doesn't matter what they look like where they're from and then at some point and I don't know what point it is I think and it must be our influence as adults our biases our opinions that then get implanted in the children but so to me really the idea would be to encourage the children's point of view and for us to not inflict our biases upon them and I know that traveling for me has been a great education in itself when we were out in Malaysia a long time ago and to me I'd only seen my opinion of of Muslims and Islam was from the news and it wasn't a particularly positive one and then here I was you know get chatting to getting great relationships with people and we had this whole you know like what is important to you what's important to me and i realized you know they were you know it was the idea of god and the concept of love and they wanted the same ideals in life And I suddenly thought that this is what, you know, the hearing their stories and connecting made me realize that we are all so much more similar than we realize. And rather than looking for our differences, we need to listen to those stories so we can hear the connection and our similarities. You know, we might look different on the outside, but we've all got the same worries, the same stresses, the same goals, the same vision, you know, whatever is important to us. And so I think through stories, it allows us to connect and have compassion to others.
0: <sighs> Once again, I get to kind of pause and take it all in because what I really love about that, Sarah, again, you're writing in Ignite Inclusion as well because you said that on other shows and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. It's that it's that type of, of storytelling and that, that perspective. So what part of what I'm doing with this Bigger Than Me success series is I'm interviewing all types of people. Right. I'm making sure that at least a third of the individuals that I interview are black though. Like I'm making sure of that because I want to make sure the perspective of black people who've been married for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, right? Who have loved their children just like you know others do. I think if you see some of the things that happen here, like did you guys see George Floyd literally get extinguished on national television? Right? And and, and all I can think is, you know, I I don't have any exposure or experience with Um, With the, 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 the judicial system. But what I do know is there must be some lack of humanity. Like we're not seen as human if that can happen. So one of the things I know I can do is I have all these amazing people in my circle and all these stories that are being told. It's like, how do we showcase exactly what you said, Sarah, how do we showcase the likeness how do we showcase just these individuals who are loving who love their spouses who love their children who want the same things and all the wonderful beautiful things that we all have in common that's really what we're elevating as a part of this loving the journey and living the dreams right all these you know there's there's so many common truths that we all share that's what what this is about it doesn't matter what color you are who you are we all want to live our best life we all want the best for our children and we all want the best for the world ultimately we're we're, we're you know brothers and sisters of mother earth my God, right? I'm a bit of a flower child, but that's my belief, right? So ultimately, we have again, 10 minutes now left in this particular show. And, and I did want to want to get your thoughts on this idea of again, equity and inclusion, this idea of, you know, moving toward and, and uh, creating a new perspective, expanding someone else's perspective. What if what words would you share for someone who would say that that everyone has the same experience like like is there anything that you two would share and then i'll come around to you Sarah with a different question but what would you two identify as um, if you had to talk to someone in, as a business leader who was like well we don't really need to worry about equity and inclusion because we're all treated the same and we all are we all are the same is there anything that you would share regarding why it's so important that we do this work focused on achieving equity and inclusion for all and I'll start with you Iona and then Barry
1: thank you so for me it is important it's important to have the conversation it's important to just speak and connect and I think that it's easy to brush things under the carpet it's easy to ignore them I'm not saying get like you said about the positive energy is not getting into it and just having it spiral down and not make a difference. And um, so when you're gonna engage in the conversations and seeing, you know, being aware that you have a certain experience, your day by getting, by speaking to people, by asking questions, by connecting in all kind of traveling, like doing different things all around the world, by expanding your experience and expanding your dreams, you're going to come into contact with people who have different experience. So you can no longer say, oh, well, that's just the thing for everyone. Because if you feel like that's the thing for everyone, it means that you're limited in your view and your perspective of the people that you're engaging with. And in your local area, then we've got your national area, and then we've got global. So our dreams are touching global. So I would invite people to say, okay, if my dreams about me and my family it's like, okay, what's next? So yes, you have your dreams for you and your family, but, you know, incl- it is important to make that global impact. It's not just ourselves. I think that's one of the things, and for me... Um, it's around the education and the the next and the future generation, you know, it is our experience now, but if we do better now, we are leaving that legacy. So having that experience, living it
0: now, but you, you, you can't brush it under the carpet. I love it. I love it. Barry, what are your thoughts about the importance of, of intentionally moving forward to achieve racial equity and inclusion for everyone? Why is that important? What would you say to someone? Who didn't believe uh, it was important?
2: Um Well, I mean, it's like Ernest said, you, you can't brush it under the carpet. Um, it is, it, it's obviously, you know, what happened to George Foreman, it, it's, sorry, so sorry George, George Floyd, <clears throat> um, it, it's not, and like you said, you want everyone to get along, you want the world to to just be this fantastic place, and it's it's obviously it, it's out there, and um, uh, like you can't you can't avoid it. You can't think that it's not not happening. Um, so uh, you need to I do I, I how to I say it? Add really. um, your voice to the
1: conversation. I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess um, so. Um,
0: well, so what are you thinking? Because you're, I mean, you're a white man obviously. Are you, do you consider yourself white? You said you're from Malta, is that? Is that yes yeah, white, yeah. European? Okay, so you're a white man in Malta, in the UK, from the Greek islands or somewhere, some beautiful, right? So, so it's a different, like, thought, right? Thought process. We've had, we've had, we've had allies. I'm going to ask you a question, Sarah, also about allies. Why is it so important that we activate allies? But you're basically an ally who's, you know, a, with with someone who is, you know, intimately connected, with this conversation but it's still like a no one's got this down to a science so it's still uncomfortable right like it's okay to be uncomfortable it's okay not to have the answer but it's 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 not okay not to lean in and be a part of the process would you agree with that
2: oh definitely yeah yeah if like um we had the conversation obviously when all this happened we, we spoke about it didn't we and and i don't think before to be honest before that we hadn't really spoken that much about it, have we because it's never been an issue It's never been mm-hmm. a thing other than you know in Morton, whatever mm-hmm. um and it was it was actually quite nice to actually because we could have never spoken right. about it it was quite nice to speak about it, actually mm-hmm. uh, and, and get each other's views yeah. um and uh, oh I, I was going over that
1: it, i think um, i think it is just being having that awareness it gave us a deeper like global i've experienced things and Barry didn't look like my childhood and stuff. Like I said, I I don't let that define who I am. So he didn't see me affect with that. Even the thing with Malta, I didn't let that take me down. I, I, that's that's you, do you know what I mean? And I, I feel like we've got to connect to that and stand up and speak out. And I loved that people were brave enough to do that. For, for George Floyd and, and, and to- Around to- the world,
0: I mean, the marching and the, right. But at this point, my, my goal is yes and, and I'm, I'm glad people continue to march. What we're saying is we got to make sure we're elevating elevating the conversation. So not just creating courageous conversations, but absolutely creating a space where anyone, no matter what company you work for, you're able to have a courageous conversation. But then it's also, I trademark this term called courageous activations. Like we need to also act in a different way, right? Because systems are designed to maintain the status quo. The status quo is what is unacceptable. Like we now have to think about a different way of ensuring that the metrics that exist, you know, change. And so we got two minutes left. I'm gonna go to Sarah and Sarah, my question to you is, you know, it's about allies. Like you you, you, you and I had this conversation. We were authors in a book called Happiness. You're a white woman in New Zealand, don't have any black, you know, George Floyd type connections directly. But when I asked you about being an ally, you're like, I'm in. How can I help? What can I do? So my question to you is, why is it so important for you to lean in? And what would you say to other uh, majority individuals about why it's important for allies to lean in and to intentionally be a part of a solution, be a part of the solution?
3: I think for me in particular, it comes back to, again, it being the example for the next generation. You know, one day our children are going to grow up and they're going to be the leaders of tomorrow, and they're going to learn from us as examples, as parents of how to treat each other people. And we live in a global world. And so to me, they need to learn how to be kind and compassionate to other people, no matter where they're from, no matter what their background, to be great leaders of tomorrow. Um, And that is a big thing for me.
0: I love that. Well, this is Tracy Harrell, the initiative, one of the initiatives that, that we're leading on the topic of racial equity and inclusion is called the Bigger Than Me Success Series, Achieving Racial Equity and Inclusion in Systems in business, education, wealth, and health. And you can reach out to me at itsallbiggerthanme.com, Tracy, T-R-A-C-I, at itsallbiggerthanme.com. And we are really moving this initiative forward. And, and the inclusion book, it'll be done by February. So we have two October, November, December sessions. We're gonna do editing in November, December, and January with the book coming out in February. So those of you who wanna be involved, Contact us now, we're being very intentional. We're about 75% done. I just want more voices, more connection, and I'm just super excited. So I just wanted to end with the one word of intentionality in like two seconds, Sarah, about being inten- intentional. I'll let you You give our last word.
3: Intentional, be, make that choice to be kind, to be kind to yourself and to be kind to others.
0: I love it. This is Tracy Harrell. It's bigger than me, baby. This, thank you.